welcome to Ask Us Anything, the podcast where each week we think about your questions about faith and life and everything in between. My name is Dan. I'm Vice President and Lecturer in Theology at Union, and I'm joined by my dear friend, James. I've remembered my name this time, and I am a pastor here in Bristol, and we are sitting in my living room, Dan. Lovely to be here. Yeah. What do you reckon? It looks very learned there's a lot of books but also very homely i'm on a lovely sofa yeah good i've read a few of them I've read a few of the books so thank you listeners so much for sending in your questions um we've really enjoyed seeing what you would like us to talk through and share the conversation together with all of you the question we're thinking about today got a lot of votes in a poll a lot of people are interested to hear about this it's a really deep and interesting question it is this will i still have autism in heaven now, that's a deep question, isn't it, James? And um, I think we also need to acknowledge straight off the bat, there are some real sensitivities with the even just the language of this question. And we've had um, a couple of messages from people, one particularly helpful message from a listener. She said that most autistic people prefer the phrase, I am autistic rather than I have autism, because it's part of the personality and identity mm. of the person. So... We're gonna. We just. We just want to say at the beginning, I guess, as we start out here, we want to tread carefully and be sensitive and respectful to everybody. But also, we're just having a conversation and we're doing our best picking through this as a one of us a theologian, one of us a pastor. Neither of us are experts, but we're we're gonna do our best. And um, please be kind to us. And we please. we want to we want to think about this question, um, yeah. which is such a good one. Yeah, James, where do you think we start? A helpful place to start is perhaps just thinking about the big picture of how we have been made and created uh, and what we have been created for and travel down that path and then think perhaps a bit more specifically about it but certainly the the initial thoughts that I had that came to mind when I read the question and started thinking about it was it was the fact that we've all been made in the image of God and the biblical picture that we see of humanity is one of incredible diversity and yet all reflecting the same God in their image. But I think when it comes to things like autism, we've seen it as a problem to fix. Mm. And and I think, firstly, that's so unhelpful and damaging. And people people who are autistic will have undoubtedly experienced those things and actually will have, you know, I've had multiple conversations with people who have autism in in, in our church who who just say you know I just, our, the world is just not set up for for people like us yeah and which is heartbreaking isn't it to to hear that there is a group in our amongst us who are just on the back foot constantly yeah, I think um, that's all so helpful to sort of just ground that in just just what is a human being, um, what what has God made us to be? And I think, as you say, we're we're all different. We all have different characteristics that God has designed in us. I guess the other side of that coin is that we're also in the present state of the world. We're also fallen. That our our humanity as it is now is affected by sin mm. and not even necessarily in the sense that e every part of us is affected by the fact that we each sin all of humanity is affected by thus the fallen state of humanity like since adam 
and I guess the question is kind of trying to get at this idea of what what can we what can we see in ourselves now that we won't have as part of us in the future and what 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 things do we see in ourselves now that will continue that are um, that are good and right and I guess that's the really interesting question at the heart of of this subject to try and grapple with both this like the image of God the dignity of every person the, the goodness of our diversity but also our fundamental fallenness and that there's some things about us which are going to change mm. and i guess the question in this particular case is 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 autism part is part of what stays or what goes mm. and we could ask that question about all kinds of things mm. a, a really interesting quote that came to my mind is from i don't know if you ever heard of jo- joni erickson tada she's a i haven't done she's really amazing lady who as a teenager was diving into a swimming pool and broke her neck and has lived life uh, I, th- I think i'm right in saying like from basically from the shoulders down she just has no movement med- mobility at all mm. and she she has this quote she says the first thing i plan to do on resurrected legs is to drop on grateful glorified knees mm. which i just think is wonderful she she has got a hope of her this this tragic accident and the suffering in her life being undone put right and healed at the resurrection that feels to me like something I can quite easily say. Yep, yeah, I think that I think she's right. That's gonna that that can that sort of living condition she has now is gonna be dealt with. And mm. um, thinking of Jesus healing people who who couldn't walk in the gospels and saying this is a sign of the coming of the kingdom of God. That feels like an easy thing to say. Tick. Yeah, I'm gonna put that in there. That's gonna change box. With something like autism, I feel I feel like we're dealing with something a little bit different. Yeah, this is about personality an identity to some degree some of what i guess we would put under the the the, the label of autism is is really just personality traits yeah and the classic one and I, I think you know if you look on the nhs website you'd see this is the the the, the kind of tendency to have some uh, incredibly in-depth knowledge about particular areas that feels to me like a mark like a like a gift like mm. a mark of real interest in something and intelligence there's no way i'd want to say now sorry you'll you'll lose that that's some kind of problem yeah no way i'd want to say that and yet there are maybe other aspects that we put under the banner of of autism which feel probably a bit more negative yes like being anxious in social situations finding it more difficult to connect with other people read their emotional signs and social cues i kind of feel like tentatively i want to say i think that's that that sort of stuff that might be taken away from you. Mm. It's really tentative, but I think that's the kind of direction I'd want to go there. D- does that sound reasonable? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it'd be great to think about a little bit further because the question particularly focuses on eternity. Mm. What we know about eternity is, is that we will experience whole, a wholeness that we will never have experienced here in, on Earth talks about our body, mind, soul being restored so as to be made whole. We're not going to experience pain, suffering, sadness. We'll be at peace with God and with one another. It talks about reconciliation. It means that anything that causes us pain or suffering, sadness, disconnection, it means mourning, grief, and so on. Those things will not exist in eternity and so i think there's a help almost like a helpful 
checklist that we can go through in th- in thinking w- what are the things in my life that do cause me sadness and grief and disconnection is that something that is being put on me or is that just something that I'm experiencing in and of myself and then so when it comes to this question around autism are there aspects of having autism that lead to sadness and grief and disconnection and I think we can confidently say that those things will be taken care of by the Lord Jesus which I find massively reassuring so those are some of, and we can extrapolate that across a whole range of things, can't we? Yeah. Do you know, I was just thinking, um, I'm an introvert by nature. I think that's how God has made me to be. There are aspects of being introverted that cause a certain amount of grief and pain. Mm. Um, my fiance Sarah probably would say my introversion is annoying to her at times. In mm. that I, as much as it's a, just a, a natural, normal part of being human. It, also means I sometimes I'm just a bit too independent minded and a bit selfish mm. and there's something about my introversion that is that is right and fully human but it, it somehow that will be m- more right and more fully human when Jesus returns and mm. we live in the kingdom of God I'm thinking of like 1 Corinthians 15 where Paul says we will all be changed mm. like all of us are going to experience a change it's not that some of us are basically okay and some of us aren't we're yeah. all going to be changed um, he talks there about the resurrection. What is sown in dishonor? He's got the idea of like the body, the human person is like a seed going into the ground. It's sown in dishonor, like in death, and it's going to be raised in glory. Mm. It's sown in weakness, but raised in power. It's sown a natural body, but it's raised a spiritual body. It's like there's this incredible transformation that's going to come for all of us. And every aspect of our personality that is part of God's good design for us will be will be fuller and better and richer than it than it is at the moment it will be we'll be more truly ourselves mm. and we can say i guess the world we'll live in in the presence of god will be also healed and better it will be a world that some there's one christian writer he calls heaven a world of love because we're, we're all going to be aware of how perfectly loved we are mm. and therefore we'll love each other better in all our diversity and our differences and we'll be able to the people who hack us off at the moment will be able to see what God sees in them, the, the goodness, the beauty of them. Yeah. So massive change in some ways yes. um, for all of us. Yeah. There's a um, really helpful thought that Mike, who's one of our producers, wrote and sent to us, which is we we now find it very difficult to imagine what that will be, to, mm. you know, to be in the presence of God for eternity, to be face-to-face with our Saviour, for everything to be right with the world, where at the moment so much is wrong with it. It's very difficult for us to imagine what's going to be like either side of that moment and what will be similar, what will be different. He, and Mike said, help, so helpful, I think. He said, but he said, we can be certain that the Lord will take away from us anything which would hinder our capacity to enjoy and worship him forever. Mm. We could be confident of that, that for eternity, when Jesus returns, whatever our present situations and suffering, whatever difficulties life throws at us, he will enable us to enjoy and worship him perfectly forever. Mm. So yeah, we'll know, like 1 Corinthians 13, we'll, we'll know him even as we're fully known. Mm. Absolutely. I think that's a good place to stop, Dan. We'd love to hear your reflections and thoughts. And this is very much a conversation. 
you can do that through the social media platforms or something more get in touch that way we'd love for you to review the pod and share it with people so they can listen to it thanks so much for listening and sending your brilliant questions in and we look forward to talking about the next question next week